Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Vets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to next for a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our gardens. Every week we're looking at a different bird and this week we're looking at the fantastic lesser whitethroat. When the hawthorns are in blossom and the dog roses begins to bloom, it's time to listen out for the song of the lesser whitethroat. A loud rattle from the deep within the thickest hedge or patch of scrub is often the first sign that one of their most sulking summer visitors is back from its African wintering home. When I was a boy, I hardly ever came across lesser whitethroats. That was until I learned their subtle but distinctive song. A soft, almost apologetic mumble, followed by a more strident series of notes. Reminiscent of a Yellowhammer's more famous song, I now hear them everywhere. Lesser whitethroats are small and much more shyer than their relative the common whitethroat, so are easily overlooked. When you get a glimpse of one perched momentarily on a flowering spray of hawthorn or hazel, interesting the lesser whitethroat has also been called the hazel linnet after its fondness for hazel bushes, the combination of the grey above and the white below sometimes with blush of pink, set off with a black bandit masks, gives them a rather dapper appearance. As well as singing, the male lesser whitethroat also builds more than one partial nest to attract a mate. When he finally succeeds in doing so, he will stop singing and devote his energies to building the real nest, often in the thickest part of a thorny hedge, where the eggs and chicks will be safe from predators. Apart from the occasional burst of song through the summer, the next you will see these little birds is usually just before they leave our shores. In late August and early September, they feast on berries of bushy plants, especially elder and bramble, and on the insects attracted to these soft purple fruits. Watch closely and you may see them darting in and out of the foliage, like fish taking refuge on a coral reef some with the snowy white underparts stained purple from the elderberries or bramble juice. This hedonism has a purpose. It is vital that the birds fatten up, because unusual for British warblers, migrating lesser whitethroats don't take the most direct route south to Africa. It's said they fly eastward, around the Mediterranean Sea and through the Middle East, before trickling down into the scrubby dry country south of the Sahara Desert, a far cry from their summer home, the lush hedgerows of the British countryside. The male and lesser whitethroat are very similar. They have a grey-brown back and rump, with darker grey wing coverts. The breast and belly are off-white and can have a pink wash in early spring. The upper tail is grey with white outer tail feathers and the undertail coverts are white. On the head, the crown, forehead, laws and hind neck are a dark blue-grey and the chin and throat are white. There is a faint dark bandit mask through the eyes. The thin short bill is black, the eyes are dark brown and the legs and feet are dark grey to black. Juvenile lesser whitethroats are similar to adults but are duller and may have a faint white eyebrow. 
We actually have two species of whitethroat warblers in the UK, the common whitethroat and the lesser whitethroat. They look rather similar, although there are a lot of differences when you look closely, and they live in similar habitats, hedgerow and scrub, but they sound quite different. The common whitethroat has a white throat, grey head, white underparts and brownish back of the lesser whitethroat, but they sport a chestnut panel on the wing. When it is perched, you'll see the common's orangey legs, and their song is often delivered in a dancing flight, a few feet above the hedgerow, before diving back into the vegetation. The lesser come without the chestnut wing patch, and has blue legs. Quite similar, but at the same time quite different. Lesser whitethroats never do anything as flamboyant as song flight. They skulk. Lesser whitethroats are hard to see. Like nightingales, they will hide in the bushes, and from there they sing their song. Lesser whitethroat songs is completely different from that of the common whitethroat, but it's also very difficult to describe. Traditionally termed as a rattle, it is actually more a relatively short but far-crying one-note rhythmic burst, with a deep, rather hollow, and almost ringing quality. At close range, it is introduced by a quiet, disjointed warble that sounds high-pitched, thin, and scratchy. The call is distinctive, but only with practice. It is a very abrupt, dry, tutting, chut, or shut, that is most like the call of a sedge warbler, but even more abrupt. It can also be confused with the call of a black cap, but that species has a fuller, more deliberate crack than a chipping note of the lesser whitethroat. The call is very useful in locating birds in late summer and autumn, and once you have learned it, you realise that lesser whitethroat is much more common than you thought. Lesser whitethroat begins breeding in early May and produces one or two broods a season. They build their nest at the edge of forests, hedgerows and scrub, in trees or bushes. Both male and female build the nest, which is a cup-shaped structure made from grass, twigs and lined with hair, roots and finer grasses. Lesser whitethroats lay four to six creamy white, smooth, glossy eggs, with grey or olive blotches, which are incubated by both parents for 10 to 14 days. Both adults feed the chicks, which fledge 10 to 14 days after hatching. In the breeding season, lesser whitethroats eat mainly insects, such as caterpillars, beetles, ants and flies. When autumn comes around, these birds eat lots of berries to build up fat reserves for migration, 
and it is at this time that they may turn up on your bird tables that have a little Peter and Paul in full song scattered on them. You wouldn't normally discover a lesser whitethroat in your garden, as they prefer the open country, yet saying this, there have been reports of whitethroats entering garden spaces, so there's every chance that you might observe one at some point. We've all got a garden bird favourite, haven't we? And for a lot of people, that would be the robin. You might even buy live or dried mealworms as a treat for your special robin friend. It's a lovely thing to do, and I'd never discourage it, but robins are omnivores. They do have an insect portion of their diet, but they also require fruit and seeds as part of a balanced diet. So if you want to keep your robin fit and healthy, you should be making sure you're feeding everything a robin needs. And that's Peter and Paul in full song. And if you do feed it Peter and Paul in full song, you won't just be helping your robin, but a whole host of other wonderful songbirds in your garden. Blackbird, song thrush, dunnock, and maybe, just maybe, a lesser whitethroat, to name but a few. This mix can be fed all year round from a bird table or from the ground, and is packed full of succulent fruit, dried mealworm, pinhead oatmeal, peanut granules, and of course the plumpest sunflower hearts. You might as well think this mix has a blend of fruit and nut muesli for birds, and indeed it comes very, very close. Like all Peter and Paul seed mixes, Infulsong has added Nutravio, a natural seed coating which is not only a fantastic energy source, but it also inhibits bacterial growth, so can help prevent birds picking up common bugs, like Salmonella and E. coli. It's also been created to provide your garden birds with a more complete style of meal, and that could be the difference between birds just surviving in your garden and thriving. The lesser whitethroat is a summer visitor, arriving in April or May and leaving towards the end of July to spend the winter in northeast Africa, Arabia and India. The lesser whitethroat is unique among British birds as it migrates via the eastern side of the Mediterranean rather than the more direct route through Gibraltar. Common bird census data from the British Trust of Ornithology indicates that the lesser whitethroat's population oscillates throughout the years, but may be in slight decline, which could be a result of loss of scrub in the UK and problems in its wintering grounds. All the more reason to feed them right in our gardens. Whether you live in the town or country, you can help look after lesser whitethroats and other garden birds by providing a wildlife-friendly garden that includes water and having the very, very best foods available for them, foods like Peter and Paul. For more information regarding Peter and Paul wild bird foods, please check out the Peter and Paul's website at www.peter-and-paul.com pop into one of our wonderful Pets Corner stores and the nearest store to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk Well that's it from me. I hope you enjoyed this look at lesser whitethroats. For further birds please continue to check out the stream and I look forward to speaking to you soon.